0: only mean one thing on this program and that's all things simple man he's not really simple bill o'reilly uh all things o'reilly at billoreilly.com mr o'reilly sir hope you had a good thanksgiving did you
1: uh yes i did hannity thank you very much and uh i know you did as well
0: but i bet you didn't do what i did i bet you don't fry your turkey
1: no and i don't kung fu it either so hannity i don't know where did you get this
0: kung fu i do mixed martial arts right that's what i do it's even exhaustive <laughs> explaining um anyway so there's a lot of stuff going on yeah what's on your mind today
1: well i'm under a lot of pressure um really? because the uh trump o'reilly history show the first one is in 10 days for lauderdale sunrise the fla live arena on december 11th saturday and i'm i'm prepping um to make this the most thorough interview ever done with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. so I'd like your help in the sense that. By the
0: way, we, we actually put a link on my website. It's on your website, com. and I know you sold thirty, forty thousand tickets already, but there's still some seats available in yep. some locations. So yep. that'd be great. So, oh, I so you, wait, wait, that. you said you want my help? What am I? Did yeah, I get because, that right?
1: You know, I, I'm. I'm Asking a few, not a lot, I don't want a big cacophony, but I'm asking a few people who know the Trump administration very well what they believe they would like to know as far as history is concerned. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I just got finished researching um, President Trump's trip in 2018 to Europe to honor the World War I dead. Remember that? When Atlantic Magazine accused him of disparaging Um, the dead Marines, you know, I found out a lot of really interesting new stuff about it.
0: Yeah. Like fake news again. Shocker, right? Horrible. But it was way
1: more than just lying about it. Um, it was the way that, that, that it came about. So I'm doing a lot of research and I want to know, um, what interests you? Give me a couple.
0: Wow. Now, All right, I'm going to take this seriously. Sure. You're asking me, I like the fact, I didn't like the idea of your tour when I first heard it. I said, oh, O'Reilly's going to be O'Reilly. You know, he's going to go in. He's going to be you know, be doing the non-cupcake interview and, you know, putting Trump on the spot. And when you told me that it's going to be very different than that, I was actually glad to hear it, and then I supported it. And I would actually advise people to go see it. I think it's going to be fascinating. But you're asking me, these are questions that I would like to have answered. I'll tell you one that comes right to the top of my mind. I believe that George W. Bush, 43, became president. In other words, he knew he was president. Because a lot of presidents will say, like Reagan famously said after he won in 1980, uh, now what do we do? Uh, It's surreal, and I interviewed Trump very early in the administration you know, what's this like now you're the president? Has it hit you yet? And and he gave an interesting answer. I don't want to give it away. So I think Bush became president the day he went to New York City and stood on a pile of rubble and took took a bullhorn, and soon the rest of them will hear from all of us. I think he became president in that moment. I think Reagan, when he said, now what, you know, it's like surreal. You, you know, there's only been... 46 presidents of the united states so i would want to know at what moment donald trump realized the magnitude of being the president of the united states and i asked that question because you're you're doing this for historical purposes
1: that's an interesting question um i might have to frame it a little bit differently <laughs> because
0: now i'm going to get it edited okay no, go no, ahead no, because, edit my question
1: Look, you and I know Donald Trump pretty well. I would say we know him better than...
0: 99% of people.
1: Okay. He's not an introspective man. Nope. Okay? Doesn't like look lookbacks. Uh, doesn't like to analyze what happened in the past. So what I have to do, and I think that your question is a good one, is bring him into the White House itself and say something like, Were you ever scared? Was there ever something that was presented to you, particularly early on, that you went holy, you know what? What am I going to do? That make it a personal thing, because he reacts emotionally and personally. And that's what many of my questions are going to be, rather than the dry stuff you get on 60 Minutes. It's all about emotion, but
0: it's a Well, I have a second question. You ready for number two? I am. Now, you and I take this for granted because this has been our lives for our professional career, but, and we've interviewed many presidents. And here's a question, though. You know, every time you're around the president, and I would see the nuclear football, I would see there is one man dedicated to carrying that football and being next to the president's side at all times in case, God forbid, the president, and only the president, has to launch a nuclear weapon. I would like to know uh, what the president felt at different times when he thought about that that enormous amount of responsibility and power.
1: You know, I might frame it this way.
0: <laughs> what, why? Why? Why am I even trying to well, answer no, your you're question? You're good advice, Hannity. But you
1: know, I'm I'm not Katie <laughs> Kerr. I'm not going to just tell oh, man. people what what somebody told me to say. How about this? Of all the world leaders, who do you think is most capable of starting a nuclear war?
0: I know the answer.
1: Don't tell everybody because I don't know it.
0: I know the answer.
1: But isn't that a fascinating question?
0: It is. And I've actually asked it, but it doesn't matter. You need to ask that question. That's a good question. But the nuclear football itself Is around him all day and all night.
1: Every president.
0: Right. And at some point, I would imagine you're looking over and, you know, does it hit you? Does it strike you? Holy Adam shit. This is it. Yeah. All right. Last question is an obvious one. You probably have it as part of your questions, but, you know, maybe you don't. So I'm going to give you one last one, and then I'm I'm done playing this silly game that you're making me play because what's the point? I I give you a question, and then you edit it down to what you want to do anyway. But um, <laughs> so it's kind of a funny, you know, funny thing. All right. So the last thing I would say is, what did you most love about the job? That's good. And and what did you most hate about the job? Well,
1: he's going to say the the press on I, hate.
0: I probably yeah.
1: Um, but love about the job is good, um, and that'll be at the end. That you know, because I'll, I'll kind of start with uh, the heavy duty. Well,
0: take away and the and press as an answer it. to what he hated the most, and say, except for the, put the press aside. Yep. What did you not like about the job?
1: Okay, I like it, and that I probably will use verbatim. And you know, I'm just thinking about shocker.
0: Nu- I'm one for three.
1: The nuclear football thing. I hope Hunter Biden doesn't have the nuclear. Oh my
0: God! Can you, you, you imagine? So? You've been following this uh, Laptop from Hell book by Miranda?
1: You know what's fascinating about that is that there hasn't been one left wing news organization or social media company that censored that story, that has explained why they censored it or apologized for it. Do you realize that? Not one. Mm-hmm. And you combine that with Russian collusion. And I wrote this in my message of the day on Bill O'Reilly this morning. You combine those two enormous events that both turned out to be fraud. I mean, outright fraud. And you are looking at the destruction of the American media, I
0: think. Quick break. More with Bill O'Reilly than your calls. 800-941-SHAWN as we continue. O'Reilly, all things o'reilly billo'reilly.com you know i will say this um look at the media today bill it's a, i think journalism i said this in 2007 no 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 one will ever give me credit for it but i wasn't wrong media is dead journalism in america is dead um now for example if people ask, you know people think I don't know what why people don't understand what it is that you and I do. And we actually have slightly different roles. But I'm a talk show host, Bill, on radio and TV. We do straight news reporting. And, and you know, I could produce thousands of hours on radio and TV of that. We do investigative reporting uh, three years on the deep state. We we were vindicated completely Uh Barack's Radical Associations, Black Liberation Theology, Ayers, Dorn Wright. We did all of that. Um We also do opinion, and I don't hide the fact that I'm a registered conservative, and I support America First, Make America Great Again, Ronald Reagan Conservatism, uh, because it works. And I also do culture and sports. So that's the talk show host. All these other people, Bill, claim to be objective. They're not. They claim to be fair and balanced. They're not. They're talk show hosts, but they won't admit it. Why?
1: Because they want a certain uh, status, particularly if they live in Washington, uh, in the community. But here, here's how bad it is. It, you know, there are a lot of phonies in our business. and I, I could sit here and rattle off the names, and so could you. We all know them. You and I know these people are. their phonies. A lot of them aren't particularly bright. Um, they may look good. it is a reason they're there, but you're not going to learn much from them. But look at this Chris Cuomo thing. And I saw your comments about Cuomo, that you believe in second chances, and I thought that was very charitable. Um, Cuomo gets caught up in something that he had no idea. He was trying to help his brother. Okay. But essential journalism 101, and I have a master's degree in journalism, Okay. Essential journalism 101 is if you are personally involved in any story, you recuse yourself.
0: Just like Here's Here's what what wait, I wait, would wait, argue. Wait, hear me out on this. I'm li- No, I'm listening to you. Okay. So,
1: number 1, Chris Cuomo who's not a journalist. Okay? He doesn't recuse himself, but even worse than that, his company doesn't walk in and say, you can't cover your brother. You can't. So it's not going to be permitted.
0: Do you the know what? I still, let let, let me interject this, Bill. The difference, you see, I think Chris is a talk show host like I am. But I think he calls himself a journalist. I think he may even believe it. He's not.
1: But he's not. Look, he worked at ABC. Uh, after he worked at Fox, I remember him coming into my office, and and I like him. Alright, he came into my office, very respectful, sat down, said, look, I got an offer to go to ABC News to do X, Y, and Z. I like it at Fox. I'm learning a lot. You know, what would you do? Because I had worked at ABC as a correspondent for two years. And, you know, I gave him, as I would give anyone, the best advice I could give him. But it is clear to me, That Chris Cuomo was in the business of celebrity, trying to get famous, trying to make money, rather than digging around, trying to break stories. That's what real journalists do. They try to find out facts that the American people don't know. Is that going on anywhere
0: You know, it's funny, but I would argue, and you can correct me if I'm wrong and tell me you disagree with me. I would argue that some of the best work I've ever done in my career was was the deep dive into the phony dossier, the FISA applications, and I've been completely vindicated while the rest of the media were were completely wrong, and they sold lies for three, four years. Same thing with Obama. Nobody wanted to vet Obama the way I did.
1: If you, Sean Hannity, have the power that you have, okay, which is enormous, you can use that power for good or for evil. It's your choice. So what I think you have done, and I follow you fairly closely, is to try to get the truth on the record. I do. Okay. So when you do that, you enter the realm of journalism because you have to find facts in order to establish the truth. That doesn't mean, you know, you're you're, you got the label journalism on your forehead. It means you're practicing journalism.
0: It is a part of what I do. That's right. I am an entire newspaper. They claim that they only do the news part, but they're their talk shows, too. Uh, This is a good discussion. Uh, now I'm going to have to go to one of these Bill O'Reilly, Donald Trump we events. We want to see
1: you in Orlando?
0: No, I, I, no, I want to see how you butcher and change and alter my question so it becomes unrecognizable. I just, and then I'll, then we're going to, come on. Oh, before you go, I got to play Mick Jagger, was playing okay. in Florida. Let me play this quick.
1: And don't miss the Christmas tree at the BB&T Center with Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly. You know, you has back thing.
0: All right, Ted, you got to laugh when Mick Jagger mentions your name. All right, you know all what? things Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Sir, we're out of time. Thanks for being with us. All right, always fun. Quick break, right back. Your calls on the other side, straight ahead.
1: Never stops working for the good of the
0: country. Sean Hannity with behind-the-scenes information on today's breaking news. Hannity is on right now. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, I see it in a pretty abrupt reversal, Oakland's mayor uh, is now pushing to refund the police. I wonder why that is. You know, how is that? that possible um now all these stores are scrambling to stop these smash and grab robberies Uh, they're happening now everywhere anyway oakland mayor is now announced that she's working to reverse plans to divert funding from the police department to social services and hire more officers to stem this year's spike in deadly street violence what do you expect when you defund dismantle the police, and have no bail laws. This this is all predictable, and like every other problem the country's having, it's all preventable.
1: Uh, surplus military equipment for law
2: enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point
1: is but that do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding?
0: Yes. We have confused the the idea that to achieve safety you put more cops on the street. Not only do we need to defund,
1: but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like this is the word that's coming from the streets. Look, the reality is we can't rely upon the police to provide public safety.
0: You know, even the San Francisco Chronicle is saying there's nothing festive about boarded up storefronts as Union Square retailers look different this holiday season. Well, they don't really have any choice because you're allowing, you know, all these people involved in all of these crimes and these smash and grab robberies to get away with it. They lost six stores, what Wal, Walgreens, I think it was in, in San Francisco, because they can't afford to, to be ripped off. And the city do nothing to stop it. Los Angeles suspects a mother with a baby outside home and a a daytime robbery caught on camera. You know, security executives say retailers are scrambling to now protect their stores from smash and grab robberies. What's going to happen next? The next thing that's going to happen is it'll be smash, grab and then, you know, a shootout at the OK Corral. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Sadly, Georgia police officer among four dead, bloodbath there, also left a, a young boy, 12 years old, shot in the face. Unbelievable. Uh, San Francisco leaders are considering allowing deputies to provide private security of businesses. I, I don't even think, unless you hire the right amount of people, they're now so emboldened that it's only going to continue. And look at this on foxbusiness.com headline. Black Lives Matter calls for a month-long boycott of white companies. White supremacist capitalism uses policing to protect profits and steal black life, according to BLM. This is the group BLM. You know, what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket. Fry them like bacon. White supremacist capitalism uses policing to protect profits and steal black life. It was on Instagram. By the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Skip the Black Friday sales by exclusively from black owned businesses. We're dreaming of a hashtag black miss, black Xmas. Uh, that means no spending with white companies from 1126, 2021 to 1-1 2022. How does that bring the country together? What happened to a colorblind society? It's just sad. Um, we have news on the Jesse Smullett case. Um, uh, we now have discovered that the M- embattled Empire uh, actor Smullett was, in fact, caught on surveillance video doing a dry run one day before his alleged hate crime attack. Prosecutors said at his trial in Chicago yesterday and prosecutors contend the footage confirms the actor faked what happened on January 29th when... He alleged an attack with Nigerian brothers who were expected to be key witnesses for the prosecution in the case. Jesse Smollett's lawyers claim that the actor was really attacked by the two brothers. Prosecutors poked a hole in that claim, revealing a text message sent by Smullett to one of the siblings a couple of weeks after the alleged attack. Oh, excuse me. How did that happen? And you might want to remember Kamala Harris calling Jesse Smollett's attack an attempted modern day lynching at Jussie Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. She posted that in January of 2019. The same Kamala Harris that help that bail fund in Minneapolis after they burned down the police station. Uh, anyway, let's get uh, back to our busy phones. Sam is in California. Sam, you're almost as dumb as I am. I'm paying more now in taxes than you are, but you're right behind me, so we're both pretty dumb. Anyway, glad you called.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get out of here. You're so smart to get out of here. I can't here. wait but to get me- the hell out of here either. Oh, God, you're so smart. Tell me understand one understand one thing, Sean. Okay. I just watched, you know, your president there (laughs) um, get on TV and he is telling the people of this country that he needs to lower by spending this trillion dollar fund. He's going to help lower prescription payments. Now, I don't think I'm that dense. It's only been 10, 11 months. In his second day of office, Donald Trump passed a bill to lower prescription prices. And he actually passed the bill to reverse that bill. Remember that? And now he's going, we need to lower prices. Can you explain that to me? Or, or people just that, they just forgot what happened yesterday.
0: Listen, you, you couldn't be any more right. We're being lied to on a daily basis. He's even saying today that free daycare is going to cost you zero. I mean, the lies just continue, even though we now have a CBO score that says just the opposite. And we have, you know, Wharton business numbers, just the opposite, as I, I went over earlier in the program. Um, I, I Look, it's just like, oh, well, we don't need to check the COVID status of illegal immigrants that we put in overcrowded cages in the middle of a pandemic because they're not going to be here long anyway. That's another lie. It'll cost you zero. Another lie. I mean, everything that they do is, you know, and, and this worst part of all of this is. Every single crises that we're now dealing with, they're all preventable. And the way you prevent them is go back to the policies that they inherited that were working. Trump's economic plan, Trump's energy plan, Trump's border control plan. All of of these things can be fixed and fixed rather easily. It's not complicated. Energy independence plan. Let's go back to being a net exporter of energy. And let's not artificially reduce the world supply. Look, in a year, we get the first opportunity to stop this madness. In one year. And in three years, we get a chance to get the country back on track. That's that's the play. In the meantime, make sure your states have voter integrity measures adopted by your state legislatures. In other words, signature verification. Uh, You would also need... Uh, voter ID, chain of custody controls, uh, partisan observers can observe. You need updated voter rolls every election. You can't have illegal immigrants like some counties apparently in, in Vermont allow them to vote when they didn't respect our laws, borders, or sovereignty. You need to get that done before next year's election. And everybody in every state, especially these important states, needs to make sure that these integrity measures are adopted so we can have confidence in election results. Uh, Anyway, appreciate the call, Sam. Feel better. All right, Chris is in Michigan. Chris, you're on the Sean Hannity Show.
2: Yeah, hi, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, At your opener, yeah, Wayne County's a mess. It always has been a mess, along with Macomb County. But Mm -hmm. getting back to Dr. Fauci, the question I've got is, You know, it's all these doctors that come on Fox News, Nishaway, et cetera. They're all in the same agreement, except for one doctor, and that's Fauci. He's nothing but a political tool for the left. And when is America going to wake up and deal with it, rather than keep announcing it on talk shows? We need to stand up as Americans.
0: I have had doctors, and by the way, now I don't agree with every opinion that's ever been given on this program, but I want you to be informed and and know what important people think, and then you make up your own mind. Um, Dr. Oz, you know, in the middle of COVID, I I really got to know him because we were on the phone almost every night for a while. As he was getting information, Europe, you know, it's 9 o'clock in Europe, it's 3 o'clock here on the East Coast, and he was talking to his, you know, to fellow doctors uh, across the pond and, and, and talking to these doctors and looking anecdotally. What do you see that might be working? And then, of course, Dr. Daniel Wallace, the largest lupus practice, rheumatoid arthritis practice, anti-malarial practice in the country, wrote a letter. It was in, I believe, April of 2020 on hydroxychloroquine. The risk of taking it is nil. It's a drug that's been around over 65 years. It's like seven cents a dose. And because Dr. Oz said, well, okay, you go to arm, you go to war with the army you have, not the one you wish you had, and if the risk is nil, uh, maybe it's not a bad idea to try it. Now, we since have had studies like the Henry Ford study and numerous others that confirm if taken early, it can help mitigate some of the effects of COVID. It, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as monoclonal antibodies, but it's certainly something... And at least it gives people some chance, uh, especially if taken early. And now the scientific studies show that he was right. Um, We've had Harvard trained doctors, Yale trained doctors on this program. And then they come on, they get the crap beat out of them for just having an opinion that, you know, one size fits all medicine doesn't work. By the way, it it is the by its very definition. You know, we're not following the science if we say everybody has to do the exact same thing. Uh, so it's a little frustrating. You know, look at the look at the choices. Now, parents in some New York schools are being forced to to vaccinate their five year old kids, five to 11. Well, the last time I checked, it's been a while now, about a month. The CDC website, we lost one hundred and sixty two kids in that age group during the entire pandemic. It's zero point zero zero eight percent almost identical to, to the number of kids we'll lose annually to just a regular flu. So it's not impacting younger people. If it was, we'd have to revisit it. The science doesn't show that it is. But yet this obsession, and I've had people, friends of mine, cry to me because they don't want their five-year-old or six-year-old or seven-year-old to, to to get a vaccine that they really don't see a need for. And in some cases, some of these kids even had COVID and have natural immunity already. It's, you know, tell me how we're following science here. You see, they only want to follow science when the science is convenient to their politics. That should scare everybody. I'll give you the last word.
2: When it conveniently helps them, that's the only time they want to talk about it. We as America and U.S. citizens that are legal U.S. citizens need to stand up and put an end to this. Enough's enough. I mean, everything that Biden was talking about today on the news in his hourly broadcast that he put out to the nation, 50 percent of it was lies written by somebody else. We need to stand up and say enough's enough. And Sean, hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it, sir.
0: Uh, Thank you for checking in with us. All right, quick break. Right back to your calls, 800 941 Sean You want to be a part of the program. At the top of the hour, we look into the legal, moral, ethical implications of the vaccine mandate and much more. Straight ahead. We continue back to our busy phones. Harvey in Georgia. Hey, Harvey, we got about 90 seconds. They're all yours, sir.
1: Hey, on these electric trucks and stuff, battery operated trucks, the problem is there's there's no place to charge. I mean, there's no place for trucks to park at night. Um, It's just, uh, you're taking the free choice away from people saying, hey, we got forces down on you. Because a few years back, they were trying to push this natural gas deal and find JP all of those natural gas tanks at their truck stops. Who paid for it? They're not being used. There's no, there's very few. The technology's
0: not there. there and, and they want to spend, you know, trillions of dollars. Uh, but it's really under the guise they say new green deal, but it's really about, it's really about Marxism to yeah. each according to the need from each, according to their ability. Are you a trucker?
1: Yes, I am. And, and uh, cause, uh, like I was telling you, um, uh, the, the lady answer the phone, um, there's really no trucks trucking shortage. It's, I mean, I can prove to you what's going on with the industry, but not just in the trucking because it's a, it's all around trucking. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff that affects the transportation.
0: Now, let me ask and, you, and are you an owner-operator or do you work for a company?
1: I'm an owner-operator.
0: Okay, good for you. I'm proud of you. And by the way, uh, everybody needs to know, every store we go to, every product we buy is because you guys, you know, do the hard work of getting those products uh, to the store shelves. So thank you for what you do. Okay. All right, my friend. 800-941-Sean, you want to be a part of the program? All right, at the top of the hour, we'll uh, look at some of the medical, legal, policy implications of these mandates. Biden is losing big time on them.